There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look Then you will see On WCN-TV Friends, thank you for joining me today here on WCN TV. I'm Pastor Mike Spalding sitting in for Rob Pugh. We're going to talk about uh, something that's near and dear to, well, nearly every American's heart, whether they are on one side of this issue or the other. And we hope to bring some clarity to this issue. And of course, we are talking about the issue of abortion. The recent SCOTUS decision sending this issue back to the states, it it didn't end the barbarity of of abortion. I know it's been characterized that way in the media and uh, particularly by those who want to uh, confuse and might I say, in my opinion, purposely confuse many people. The issue has been sent back to the states for decisions. I think what we're going to see as a result of that is we are going to see some, uh, I'll call them abortion hubs. They're going to be centers for this this atrocious taking of innocent pre-born lives. And uh, we've already seen some very violent responses to the to the recent decision by the Supreme Court It has not settled this issue, friends. So those of you who are, quote unquote, pro-life in any variation of that. So that includes those who consider themselves an uh, abolitionist. This fight is not over by by a long shot. We still have to exert our influence on our public officials and make sure that they are clear about where we stand on the issue of life. And uh, being in Ohio, uh, we are doing that here. We have many, many uh, warriors for Christ here in this state, and uh, I'm proud to be among them on this issue. So the mission to protect the most vulnerable among us, the pre-born, is, is still a priority. Joining me today to discuss this issue and and uh, much more, I'm sure, 
is Pastor Jim Harden. He is the CEO of Compassion Care. Welcome to WCN-TV, Jim. Thanks for having me. It's really an honor to be with you today. Well, thank you. I I was looking forward to this conversation um, when I was uh, able to, to get you scheduled for the show. Now, we might as well deal with first things first. Um, you hit the radar broadly for for most Christians um, June the 7th of this year, so just over uh, a month ago, mm-hmm. when an organization that called themselves Jane's Revenge firebombed the, the Buffalo location, um, that was a was a shot across the bow, if you will, to alert Christians that this fight was not over. So would you tell us about that, Jim, that day when when that happened and um, what has happened since then? If it's and please correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, but uh, since since that incident, we're we're over a month uh, uh, past that now. And I don't think that there has been any arrests whatsoever, which is shocking to me, but please tell us about that, Jim. You're you're correct, Mike. Uh, There have been zero arrests. There have been over 70 attacks nationwide, ours being the most brutal. Um, And no law enforcement um, reports, uh, no press conferences, um, uh, a refusal on the part of the political elite to to criminalize the actions. In, In fact, they're, they're emboldening the actions with with their um, their rhetoric attacking pregnancy centers, which I'll talk about more in a minute. But two weeks before we were firebombed, we were seeing Jane's Revenge fomenting um, violence with their cell groups. Jane's Revenge, of course, is the as you described it, the kind of pro-abortion domestic terrorist group taking responsibility for a lot of these attacks. And they were we, we started seeing the act, kind of the activity that they were encouraging in our bu- Buffalo uh, location, and and. Uh, they were attacking us online and they were attacking us in person with lots of different things um, happening uh, with protests and, and uh, um, lewd comments and, you know, just, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't good. So we, we, we notified the police two weeks in advance as well as reporting it to the FBI. Then on June 7th, we were, we were fi- we were actively firebombed, meaning I got a call from my regional executive in Buffalo at two 30 in the morning on, on June 7th. And he said, we're getting the smoke alarms. Um, so I said, give me a call when you get there. And so when he arrived, the police and fire rescue had, had gotten there before him. And they found the, the windows broken and fires intentionally lit uh, in the facility. Um, and the signature kind of graffiti scrawl uh, for Jane's Revenge was, was on the side of our building. And it said, Jane was here. Um, later, a couple of days later, they took responsibility for that firebombing and promised that the, their threats and attacks would increase. And they said the next time it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. They gave us 30 days to shut down. We did not. Um, and they're saying now it's open season on pregnancy centers. Uh, we were up and running the very next day in an alternate location due to the generosity of the people of God in Buffalo. Um, and we're still serving patients right now. And we hope to be back in, in a larger facility on July 29th. That's our prayer. And that's what we're, at, we're, we're shooting for. Yes. Yes. You, you made a key observation, uh, Jim, in that response, you mentioned uh, politicians are turning a blind eye to this folks. Here is the reality of our situation in America today. Abortion is big business. That means it's big money. We're talking 
tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Now we know um, hundreds of millions are being funneled from the government to Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers, even though, even though we are told, oh no, that's been stopped now. Well, I for one do not believe that. Politicians and their careers, unfortunately, are fueled by money, and they get a great deal of money for those interested in continuing this this barbaric behavior of of aborting the preborn. So my point is, we cannot trust them, and we cannot count on them to put a stop to this. To advocate for, there's going to have to be a groundswell of people that are going to to have to stand up, speak out forcefully about this issue or politicians aren't going to do anything. So, so we cannot depend on them. It's going to be to, to us. It's our responsibility, brothers and sisters, to make our voices heard and to make it such a, a, a crime against humanity for these kinds of, of activities to go on. Jim, I know that you've um, been in this fight for a long time. Um, I wonder if you would give us a just a history of compassion care and how you became involved in it. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Com- Compass Care started in 1980 uh, in Rochester out of a Bible study called the Citizens for Public Morality. Mm-hmm. And uh, they quickly uh, realized that the prevailing moral issue of the day, the issue upon which history would look back on and say, that's the issue that defined our times was abortion. And so they changed the name to Crisis Pregnancy Services and began to focus on reaching and, and helping women uh, facing unplanned pregnancy. Um, around about 2001, they said, we, we need to you know, become more relevant and even reach more women seriously considering abortion um, relative to the to changing demographics and expectations of, of the patients in that time frame. And uh, they wanted to medicalize. Hadn't been done before in New York State. And so they brought me in uh, from Florida to to help kind of figure that out, and we became the first uh, repeatable medical model of, of of operation in in New York and, uh, and and the rest of the country. We became one of the most effective pregnancy centers in the nation, and now 650 pregnancy centers across the country are using our materials and our, and our strategies, and we're now positioned, uh, given this role reversal, the massive instantaneous change in the abortion billion dollar abortion empire's business model. We're now positioned to reach and serve every single woman in America by giving pregnancy centers the, the 21st century telehealth tools to, to reach and serve them before they travel to places like New York and before they go online to get their dangerous chemical abortion drugs sent to them in the mail. So the abortion industry is scared. They're, they've got an existential threat for the first time. And since 1973, they've got competition. And the, uh, the, the pro-abortion politicians that are their, their tools are, uh, are fighting for them. Yes. Yes. You mentioned something about uh, a, a business model. Um, I think Planned Parenthood was thrown for a loop. Now, it was leaked. The SCOTUS decision, as we all know, was leaked, um, which which was criminal in and of itself. Yeah. But that gave them time to to scramble. But I don't think it was enough time. They, they are still back on their heels and. Uh, and I, and I praise God for that, but they are going to regroup. Listen, folks, the evil that is Planned Parenthood and abortion service organizations like them, they are going to regroup. 
They are getting political advice and strategy at the highest levels, and they're going to come back like a roaring lion. So we cannot sit back and say, hey, let's let's celebrate uh, Roe v. Wade being being tossed and and that becoming a state issue. We have got to get involved in in what what Pastor Jim and and others are doing. And Jim, one of the things that that I think is necessary, and I'd like your 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 opinion and perspective on this, is for uh, local ecclesias, local churches, to begin to to become more hands on. Um, I mean, it's great that they're supporting pro life organizations with with monthly donations. But even better than that would becoming would become actively involved in pro life kinds of activities. What what are your thoughts on that? Oh, one hundred percent. So if, if if people are if people have been praying um, for uh, pro life organizations and, 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 and activities, they should pray more. We need more wisdom. We need more creativity. We need more endurance. Um, we, we need more of the Lord. Um, and if they haven't been praying, well, now's the time to start because the abortion battle lines have shifted. Abortion has not gone away. It's just been concentrated into, as you described it, uh, Dr. Mike, abortion hub states. It's a hub and spoke model now. They're having to travel to get their abortions to, from conservative states to uh, places like New York. And and then I would say serve, as you just described it too. I would, I would say get involved. Um, Call your attorney general and ask if he's protecting uh, protecting pro-life organizations and people. Uh, and ask him if there's a proactive investigation on these domestic terrorist threats. There's active threats. We and, and there's active there's active uh, um, you know fire bombings and and, and graffiti and, and vandalism. Uh, this is going all across the country. Um, also, get involved. Serve at your local pregnancy resource center. These organizations are doing fantastic work. And, uh, and and ask them how you can be involved. They need, they, you know, if, if something, something as simple as mowing their lawn or paying their heating bill or, I don't know, you know, ask them. There's plenty of things to do. Communication is another one. We're not going to see abortion go away in this country until we raise the level of discussion around what it means to be human under God. Abortion is a fundamental misunderstanding about what it means to be human under God. Yes. The Bible, the Bible says, look, we're made in God's image, every single one of us, and we're all equally valuable from the womb to the tomb without without qualification, without partiality. We are inviolable, not to be violated. Both mother and child are equally valuable. And our job is 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 to communicate that, you know, we, until that that reality, that truth sets into the consciousness of America. There's still going to be this back and forth kind of opinion oriented argument. And it's not an argument that's based on opinion. It's an argument that says, look, if we abandon our common humanity and we begin to parse out who qualifies as a person under the law and who does not qualify as a person under the law, we've got the makings for systemic injustice. The greatest injustice the world has ever seen is abortion. 65 million babies aborted, plus the generations beyond that that are no, no, no longer have an opportunity to exist. All across the globe, 40 million a year. It's been tragic. And now America has a chance to lead morally once again. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen, Jim. Um, I, I love the fact that, that you mentioned conversation and communication. That is still a very valuable, if not the most valuable tool that we have is to continue yeah. to speak to our neighbors, our family, our coworker, wherever you find yourself, 
speak to them about the sanctity of human life. God designed human life to be sacred. And so we should see other human beings in that same context. Now, I know as soon as I say that, Jim, and and I know this thought's already come to your mind, um, people are going to say, because I've heard them say it myself, well, I support pro-life organizations and ministries and and, and the sanctity of human life. I, I agree with all of that, but I wouldn't even know where to start to begin to defend that view. How would I even respond to someone that says, well, life doesn't begin. And and now the argument from some of our, our secular humanist philosophers, and this is what they're teaching our kids in, in uh, school friends is that life doesn't begin in the womb. It doesn't begin at conception. Life begins when the child is born. If you can believe that that's what our kids are being taught now. So how do we how do we help people overcome their inhibitions, um, their fear, maybe even I don't think that's too strong of a word to use their fear of of talking to someone who who believes that abortion is uh, is moral and um, is and should be legal. How would we get people past that point? And, and we can talk about some of those things that get bandied about in our culture and, and maybe even offer some, some of that training here during this program, Jim. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And I would say oftentimes we use good arguments, but they're secondary arguments. Like we, we make arguments for being pro-life because of the horrific statistics. Well, that, that's, well, numbers don't make something right or wrong. Sometimes we make arguments about, about how abortion is wrong because of our personal experience. Well, personal experience doesn't make something right or wrong either. Sometimes we make arguments uh, against abortion because of science. Well, science can only tell us what is the case. It can't tell us why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we have to get back to authority. Um, the argument that we have to help people understand is that everybody's got an authority. Everybody has a moral authority. Either it's themselves or it's God. Yes. And we, we have to help people understand that in our conversations, we have to get, get it all the way back down, dialed all the way back. And we just have to, have to simply say, my authority is God as revealed in scripture. And he says that he says that human beings are sacred because we're made in his image. We, we have dignity because we're made in his image. We have, we are to respect one another because we are made in his image. We are not to shed one another's blood. And that includes preborn boys and girls. And, you know, and the reason I say that includes preborn boys and girls is because the Bible uh, humanizes preborn boys and girls and has added layers of protection around children in the womb that, that he doesn't have for people that are already born. Um, in fact, he even goes on and he talks about the opposite of love and the Bible is not hate. If you look in, in James, the opposite of love is partiality. Me getting to decide, me playing God and deciding who qualifies for my favor and who does not. Who qualifies as a person under the law and who does not? Yes. You know, a lawyer came to Jesus one time. You remember this, of course. And he said, um, Jesus, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And, and Jesus said, well, you're the lawyer. I'm paraphrasing. Tell, you tell me. And he says, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, that's right. Go, go and do that, and you'll be fine. And then, wishing to justify himself, the Bible says, wishing to justify himself, the lawyer follows it up with another question. Yeah, but who's my neighbor? And in 1973, 
a bunch of Supreme Court justices, a bunch of lawyers got together and asked a very eerily similar question. And they said, who's a person? As soon as we start asking that question, yeah, but who really qualifies for my favor? Who really qualifies as a person? We are on dangerous, dangerous ground for committing great atrocities against mankind. And, and, and so the, 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 the Supreme Court in 1973 said the word person does not apply to the unborn. And then Dobbs came out on June 24th and changed everything. And they said, look, the Roe decision was egregiously wrong on that point. You know, yes. all people are, are, are to be blessed and protected no matter where they are, no matter who they are. That's the, if the government misses that, that job, that's their primary job. If they miss that, they miss the whole boat. And, and, and Christians are the ones that have been beating this drum uh, for the last 49 years. And finally, uh, we've got an opportunity to raise awareness around the importance of, of all human life and protecting all human life equally. Yes. Amen. That was, that's a good point. And in fact, historically friends, when a nation begins to, to question who is a person, um, you know, immediately that you're headed down the wrong path. And uh, I, I give you as an example, um, Germany under Hitler, the the High Court of Germany determined that the Jews were non-persons. Now that's been lost in history. As soon as they justified the Jews being non-persons, because that's what the High Court said, then it was then they were fair game for all kinds of uh, atrocities. We we know that that history. And friends, when we have these conversations. We have to be prepared when somebody says, well, I think that it should be this. We should be asking them what they think God thinks about this, the very point that, that Jim was making. Because here's what we cannot have. And, and any rational, logical person should be able to agree with this. We cannot have a nation with 330 million subjective opinions on things. In order to, to have a, a, a nation that is ruled by law or the rule of law, we have to have some kind of objective standard that is beyond ourselves. And that doesn't mean that everybody's going to agree on that. We have to have a consensus that says, yes, this is solid moral ground and the rule of law, and it applies to everybody, regardless of whether you like it or not. The only objective standard available to us as the human race, is God's moral standard. Jim? Amen. Amen. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, God God himself is the standard of good. You know, the definition of, of, of sin is, you know, violating our, our, our purpose. Our purpose is to reflect God's character and God's nature back to him. And when we step away from him and start doing our own thing and making our own ideas of right and wrong, identifying our own purpose, uh, then then that's called sin and and destruction follows. And we've got, as you described it, 330 million versions of purpose and right and wrong. And, and we're reaping uh, a harvest that is that is uh, gruesome and terrible. And it's, you know, the, God said that's going to happen if you, fo- if you follow your own path. And, and he's, he's, he's got a path for us, a path of civilized order, a path of liberty, a path of freedom. And it's in Christ. The cross is violence to end all violence. That's right. And um, he's saying, follow me, bow the, bow the knee to me now. Uh, you know, every sin is all sins going to have to be paid for. God is perfectly just, but he's also perfectly merciful. And he blends those two at the cross perfectly. And he says, look, yeah. either you can choose to uh, you know, bow the knee to me now 
and I'll pay for your sins, or you can continue in your own path and you're gonna have to pay for your sins yourself forever. And, and we're saying, look, as believers, come join us in the shadow of the cross where there's true fellowship with God and with fellow, your fellow man, where there's true peace, where there's true joy. And, 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 uh, and that's, that's what we want. Um, and we have to bow to God. You know, look, you know, you know, and I know that, that everybody's going to be held to God's standard. The governments, any government, our government now is going to be held to the standard of God. It's all going to be judged by, by God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it's important for us to, to follow his kingdom principles now if we want to be blessed and have a civilized order. That's right. Amen. Amen. Friends have just joined us. I am speaking with Pastor Jim Harden, CEO of Compass Care. Um, the Buffalo facility of Compass Care was in the news back in June. You may recall that. Um, and that has, <laughs> it's amazing how, and I'm old enough that I've seen this repeated dozens of times, Jim, what what the what the evil one means for harm, God turns that around and uses for good. I, I I think that you've experienced that yourself. You've probably, I'm just going to make a conjecture, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, but you've probably spoken to the media more times in the last month than you have in your entire life. Is that accurate? That is that is that is a very, very true statement. Um, you know, the, we, we, this moment, you know, if, if God wants to use God, look, we're gods. If he wants to use us, how it's, it's, it's his business. If he wants to blow up, if he wants to allow one of our offices to be blown up so that the gospel message can get out so that the, the, the people in America can, can learn now what it means to be human under, under God can, can realize the the horrors of abortion, the, the picture that you're looking at right now, I said that that is the picture of abortion right there. They are about destruction. They are about taking of life, not about giving it. And if, if that if that's what comes of this, then I am happy. I am, I, I, I am um, you know, God, the, the, the cross is the greatest injustice the world has ever seen. And, and the power of God is such that he can take that and turn it upside down and make it the fountain of all blessing, the center of all time and space. And that's what he did. And, and he can do that with all this, the, this craziness. And he is, he's blessing uh, the nation with a, a greater awareness of, of him and the, the sacredness of, 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 of humanity. There's only two things that are sacred in this world and it's God and people. And maybe, um, uh, you know, the, the 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 people of America are beginning to realize that and wake up to it. You know, yes. I I uh, when I was standing out in front of that burned out facility on June June seventh at a press conference. You know, I I said this is the pro-abortion crystal knocked, and by then at that point I think there were just a handful of attacks. Now there's over seventy, and I had a I had a I had a one of the reporters kind of looked at me funny, like, and you really want to compare this to Kristallnacht? And you know what Kristallnacht is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it, it's a German word. It means um, broken glass at night. And it was, the, it was the tipping point of violence into the Jewish community in 1938 Nazi Germany mm-hmm. when brown shirts targeted, well, there you go. There's a picture of it. Brown shirts targeted uh, Jewish-owned businesses and went in the middle of the night, broke the glass and lit fires. And it was a tipping point into uh, violence in the Jewish community because, number one, uh, there was a lack of public outcry. 
And had you heard about this in the mainstream media anywhere? No. And number two, there was a refusal on the part of the political elite to criminalize these actions and denounce the violence. Again, not only are we not seeing that coming out of the political elite, we're seeing the, the political elite join the fray and start attacking pro-life organizations and pregnancies trying to shut us down. Six days after we were firebombed, Pastor, six days, New York State Governor Hochul uh, came out at a press conference and signed a bill, not investigating the arsonists, but investigating us, pro-life pregnancy centers. And in the process of the press conference, she proceeded to call, uh, call us Neanderthals. She's subhuman. I mean, it's something out of a dystopian novel. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I still say it to this day. This is the pro-abortion crystal knock. And I'll keep saying it until we get an arrest. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Jim. It's absolutely true. Um, it's exposing them, I believe. Um, and I think my my view is that we're actually winning people uh, who who may have favored abortion, hadn't yes. really thought through the issue, didn't really understand the euphemisms that people use to to disguise and and um, hide the the dismemberment of preborn children in the mother's womb uh, is astounding, and the number of Americans who have not given it much thought, but they just think everybody should live and do however they they please. I think that right now. Uh, because of the violence and the things that we're seeing, even though it's been suppressed by the media, even though the the uh, politicians are, are coming out very, very strongly in favor of this, I think it's having an opposite effect. And it's and it's winning hearts and minds of those who who just favored it because, you know, live and let live kind of an attitude. But now they're actually seeing that. If people who support this, this violence against the preborn, the only way they know to respond is by violence. Do we really want that? Is, is that what America is? I, I have to think that there's going to be, when this is all said and done, and I pray it soon, yeah. that we're going to see a, a massive amount of people leave the pro-abortion, pro-choice position and they're going to understand that the only uh, uh, rational, logical um, s- position is to value human life. What do you think? Uh, I, I think you're, you're spot on. And I was talking to a, um, a research psychologist um, yesterday, like last night, and uh, he was saying what you just described, um, that the research shows that all we have to do is talk about it. All, all we have, if, if, if the public starts talking, if you're, if you're engaging a group of people or, 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 or a person, then you're just talking about um, higher level um, the discussions around uh, what it means to be human and why we should be pro-life. Um, the, the mass, gener- the, it, it, people always move toward the pro-life position anytime you talk about it. And that, that's really dangerous. You notice that the abortion industry does not want to talk about abortion. They don't want to talk about what's actually happening. They don't want to talk about why pregnancy centers do what they do and how they do it, because that's what we do. We just we just talk about the facts. We're providing informed consent, not just to the women, but to the community around us. And as soon as you start talking about it, as you described it, Pastor, people start moving toward the pro-life position. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I think that's one of the best uh, side effects of the reversal of Roe. Uh, the, the, 
the level of conversation nationwide has gone up, which means a tremendous amount of people are moving toward the pro-life position. And it's deepening the, the principles of the existing pro-life community. Yes, yes, amen. And my, my great hope, is that from from that stepping stone, leaving that pro-choice and and understanding the sanctity of life, from from that position, then the Lord's going to to open their hearts and minds to receive salvation through faith yeah. in Christ. That's, yeah. that's I know that's your prayer too. That is my prayer. That's yeah. the only thing that's going to change this, is turn this country around. That's exactly right. Yep, I'll, I'll never forget because um, again. I remember these things because <laughs> I'm a little a little long in the tooth now, but I remember uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s um, speech. And in one of his speeches, he said, listen, uh, passing laws is not going to stop um, discrimination and, and, um, and racism and those kinds of things. The only thing that's going to stop that in America is a heart that's transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, because once they are a child of God, they understand that that position just is untenable. So exactly. So in the last couple of years, again, this is another example, I think, Jim, of, of uh, how the Lord has turned um, evil for a good purpose. Uh, Prior to the, 2020 and everything that went on, one of the most powerful um, mantras of of those that that support abortion, unlimited in most cases, was uh, this this mantra, my body, my choice. And um, it carried a lot of weight, especially with young people. However, in the last couple of years, with with all of the edicts and the mandates and the demands from governments at every level, that people receive things into their bodies that they absolutely did not want to receive, well, that flies in the face of this whole my body, my choice thing. And I think that caused some uh, cognitive dissonance in some people, especially, and I praise God for this, especially in young people, because those are the ones that we've got to reach are the young people, because if we can change their minds, now we're talking subsequent generations and their children being being pro-life. Your, your thoughts, Jim? Well, I, I would agree. Uh, there, there was a, you know, you, we saw the, um, the abortion industry backpedaling on that mantra uh, mm-hmm. rapidly. Um, and they, 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 their, their pivot point was just to take the mask off and say, you know what, we're, we're, we're all about abortion. Um, you know, we're all about, you know, now they're, you see now though, but that they're moving back to this concept of, of absolute autonomy. Mm-hmm. A woman's, a woman has a right to her body. Uh, a woman has a right to, her, um, you know, to, to making the choices that she, she wants to make for her body. She has a right to herself. Um, and so, uh, you know, when it suits them, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's all propaganda. It's not about if they were really interested in in helping women make a decision, empowering them, they wouldn't be abandoning them, abandoning them uh, with abortion. What abortion? All they that's all they do is just say, "Give me the money and uh, and and then be on your way." We don't want to help. We don't want to be involved. We, you know, a woman is alone. She's frightened. She's just, when a woman faces an unplanned pregnancy. And we've seen this a thousand a thousand times a year. When a woman faces an unplanned pregnancy, she says, "I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I've got no other choice. I need to have an abortion." And our job 
as the as believers, as the church, as the body of Christ, is to is to give her all the the, the ethical medical care and comprehensive community support that she needs in order to 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 see her way clear to having this baby, to give her the ability to say no to abortion. She's not a sane woman alive actually wants to have an abortion. She feels trapped. And uh, she's tra- trapped into making a decision that she would not normally make under normal circumstances. And so it's it's hard work. Uh, we do it all for free. Um, and that's uh, the, what the abortion industry needs to, needs to shut down because that's their primary competition. Yes, yeah. Well, I was impressed, uh, Jim, and, and I would encourage people to go to um, compasscare.info is, is the site, compasscare.info. And if you'll click uh, on the medical services, you'll see that drop down window. There is, that is a full spectrum of services that Compass Care offers to women in the situation you've just described. That's very impressive, Jim. Well, you know, this is an outgrowth of the church. Every pregnancy center, every medical pregnancy center, every pregnancy resource center that even doesn't provide medical services is a uh, an expression of the people of God uh, simply serving women in need and 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 walking down that dangerous Jericho road of culture and 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 being the good Samaritan like Jesus Jesus is for us. Um, and and it takes a lot of hard work, like I said, uh, but we're willing to do it because He's called us to it. Um, yes, yes, Amen, Amen. Did, did we lose your audio? Are you still with me? I'm, I'm okay. Still with you. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. So yeah. with with uh, with this um, issue now being back to the states, um, I was surprised at how quickly a number of states. And I've lost I've lost count of them now, but there were several that immediately signed into into law in those states that abortions would no longer take place. I know Texas was one. Oklahoma was one. Missouri was one. Um, and I, you, you probably remember the others. But but at last count, there were at least 10 states that have that have done that. So they had that legislation already sitting, waiting, didn't they? Oh, they did. Uh, yeah, there's several several states like that you just mentioned. That Arkansas also being one of them. Louisiana, most recently, I think today, um, they had had all their their laws, you know, trigger laws instituted. So yeah, there were there were some forward thinking pro life states that uh, that put these laws into place. And quite quite honestly, the laws that were on the books prior to 1973 went back into effect in all the other states. Uh, so, you know, this is you know on June 24th. Thousands of abortion appointments were canceled, thousands, and uh, it, it forced an instantaneous um, change in the abortion industry. They're losing thousands and tens of thousands, if not millions of dollars a day. Um, and you know, there's a uh, a lie by, by that was put out by Planned Parenthood saying that only three percent, only three percent of what they do is abortion. Well, then ask yourself, why are they closing? Yeah, right. That's right. Um, because uh, because because it was a lie. You know, and if these organizations are are willing to 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 uh, lie to women and end the lives of of, of children, preborn boys and girls, well, then what's what's the prop? I mean, this a lie is just no big deal to them. Yes, yeah, that's right. So one of the things that um, that I heard immediately, and right out of the mouths of politicians who who most certainly know better. But it's a great talking point and soundbite on uh, CNN and some other places is that now that that 
this has been overturned, turned back to the states, there's going to be a a tragic spike in in injuries and deaths resulting from unsafe abortions. How how do you answer that, Jim? I know you already have because you've heard it, but 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 yeah. for for our viewers, how would they answer that if they hear that from a neighbor? Well, um, the, the abortion industry is perpetrating a massive fraud right now. Um, you know, let me just let me define for you what an abortion is. An abortion is the the separation of a healthy mother from a healthy baby for the express purpose of destroying the life of that baby. That is the definition of abortion. Everything else is OB care. Um, so when you're talking about women, you know, a spike in, 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 in deaths or, 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 you know, uh, tragedies for, for women uh, trying to get abortions that can't get abortions. Well, that's, that's coming from the abortion industry. They're the ones sending these dangerous chemical abortion drugs to them in the mail without any medical supervision whatsoever. These dangerous chemical abortions now represent 54% of all abortions in America. And they're, 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 they're spiking in usage and uh, they're 400% more dangerous than surgical abortion. Four times. Think about that. Four times more dangerous. But the, the, the teleabortionists online that are sending these drugs are saying that they're, they're safer than Tylenol. Um, you know, that's, that is a, a, a massive fraud. It causes these, these drugs cause a hemorrhaging, cause sepsis, um, misdiagnosis uh, of, of ectopic will cause them to rupture, which, which causes death. Uh, th- these women are not being told these things. And uh, th- that is a, f- a fraud that's being perpetrated. Uh, women are being victimized all across this country. Uh, and these pro-abortion politicians are protecting the abortion industry, not the women who are facing a crisis. Yes, yes, that's right. And one of the things I noticed on the Compass Care uh, website, Jim, was that you you offer to to women who have um, decided to take the abortion pill uh, and then they regret it uh, immediately, realizing maybe for the first time what they're actually attempting to do. You offer a a uh, an abortion pill reversal. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, so right. how does that work? Well, let me, let me describe it to you in the form of a story. When yeah. we were firebombed on June 7th, uh, in the middle of the, of the middle, middle of the night, there was a woman who had just started the uh, abortion pill process. It's a two pill. It's a two drug regimen. You start with one um, regimen. The first one kills the baby. The second one expels the baby. I don't want to go into gruesome details, but, um, if we catch if we catch it early enough, we can reverse the effects of the first the first dosage, and she can save the baby. So a woman was was started that process, and she was in a fitful night's sleep. She said, and she she just couldn't sleep, and she she changed her mind. She said, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go through with it. So she frantically searched online. She found Compass Care. Can I reverse? Can I reverse an abortion pill? And Compass Care came up, and she called us, and this was in Buffalo, and uh, and of course, we we said. Yes, we can help you, but our, our office had been firebombed. So we had to reroute her to uh, the emergency services that we have in Rochester. So our nursing team in Rochester was able to pick her up. So she had to drive 70 miles. It was a hardship for her, but the mm-hmm. team was resilient and continued to, 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 to show up and serve patients. And when she got here, we were able to administer the, the life-saving, pregnancy-sustaining um, hormone pre- progesterone therapy and uh, save the baby. Healthy heartbeat. Um, she's, she's still pregnant to this day and, and to top it off, um, 
she was so grateful um, and so happy, so relieved that her nurse was able to share the gospel with her and she submitted her life to Christ. Amen. And, and I, I'm, 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 I'm proud of that story because it, it demonstrates mm-hmm. that we're going to keep serving patients and God's going to keep giving us the ability to serve patients in crisis, despite our own crisis. You know, we've got to, we've got to now protect our ability to, to even have a space in the public market. Right. And now in, in order to, to, to continue to, to do this hard work of the ministry, um, but that's okay. I'm proud of the team. They're doing a fantastic job. And, I, and I'm, and I'm so honored that the Lord allows us to do this work with, with, with the people of God. Amen. Amen. Um, we have got, uh, well, about 10 minutes or so left, Jim. Um, I'm, being impressed just to open up the chat. Anyone that has joined us in the in the queue that has a question, a comment they would like to make uh, of Jim, then please uh, raise your hand. We'll recognize you and you can ask that question. Um, otherwise, we're going to move on with this conversation. So anybody have a question they would like to ask? Okay, well, we're going to move on then. One one of the things I've heard a um, hundred times, I've heard it once, Jim, and this goes back to our earlier point about uh, the rule of law, about ha- having an objective moral standard that, that guides us all uh, as a people is uh, I've heard people say, well, you can't legislate morality. Uh, that's just not possible in a in a in a in a nation such as America, and that's simply not true. Because um, and and friends, listen. The answer to that, when someone says that, said, "Well, somebody's morality is the law. They're legislating somebody's morality." So that's, right. so that's a good starting point. But 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 Jim, how would you respond to that when people try to throw that up to in defense of of abortion? Well, I would say. Um... I would I would echo what you just said um, to say that uh, you can't legislate morality is a form of morality. You're saying that uh, but right now we are being legislated according to somebody's morality. We're being attacked by according to a secular moral framework. They're saying we shouldn't be able to uh, to believe the way we believe and behave the way we behave. Um, well, who says that? Who's coming up with these these ideas about how, what's 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 appropriate and what's not appropriate? Every nation is a nation because number one, they have a common language, a common geography, and a common belief system. If you don't have a common belief system, uh, then you don't have uh, the ability to have a civilized order in a nation, um, and you don't have the ability to have a, a justice system. Um, you know, so I, I would say you know you have to have uh, the the rudiments. Of a, of a common set of core values. And for us, it's the rule of law. And the rule of law in America is rooted in the original rule of law, which is scripture and the Ten Commandments. Um, without, and, and in fact, if you go to the Supreme Court, you'll see on the doors of the Supreme Court written there, the Ten Commandments. That is the foundational rule of law. And all of the justice system presumes a morality. It presumes that there's a way we should behave towards one another. They're right and wrong, are determined by purpose. And God tells us what our purpose is as mankind, and that is to reflect his image and his character back to him. And that is a moral thing. That is a moral relationship. And we're supposed to not only reflect his image back to him, but also in our relationships to one another. Fellow image bearers, 
we're supposed to behave as God uh, would have us behave in his image. And that is respecting humanity um, in all of its various, uh, of all of its various forms to protect it, to bless it, uh, to, to dignify it and to say, look, uh, we are the crown of creation and we need to treat each other as such. And when you extract God from the equation and you say, we're just a, we're just a bunch of accidents, we're just complex biochemical reactions. There is no basis for morality. And then you, we wonder why there's this devaluation and you've got these mass shootings everywhere and you've got abortion everywhere and you've got people saying, well, you can't legislate morality. Well, you can and it is being done. Um, and, and if you don't have a common morality, all you've got left is chaos and injustice. Yes. Yes. Amen. And I've made that observation many times in different contexts, but we we witness the schizophrenia of the of the public education system and 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 other individuals um, every day. We we push the the satanic demonic theory of origins called evolution. We teach our children that 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 there is nothing special about uh, human beings that uh, we're no better than animals or even now plant life. Uh, I'm even hearing this argument now, plant life. Uh, we're all the same. Um, so we're just just a chance mutation over time. And, yeah. then, and then out of the other side of their mouth, they're teaching our children, but you shouldn't bully. You shouldn't bully. Well, where do you come up with that idea that someone who's an accident, according to a theory that says survival of the fittest and, uh, you know, might makes right and, and all of those things. Where do you come up with the concept of morality that's nicely hidden and don't be a bully? So the secular humanists, we can call them all sorts of things, but they, they are just godless people. Um, and I don't mean that as a pejorative. I don't mean that uh, to attack them. They're without God. And so it's our job. One of the things that we have to remember, Jim, and I know this is near and dear to your heart. We have to remember that even in our responses to those that would seek to harm us or, 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 or stop the mission of saving um, preborn lives. One of the things we have to always keep in mind is that we're ambassadors of Christ and we have to respond accordingly. Amen. Could, and I, it's funny that you say that. I was just reading in, 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 in scripture that very same thing. Can I read it to you? Yes, please. Yes. And, and, and it's in uh, it's in first Peter chapter three. And he says, who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you uh, should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed and do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Yeah, <laughs> that says it all uh, right there. L listen, friends, regardless of the context or the circumstances we find ourselves in, and that doesn't mean that we should not stand in the gap, that we should not stand firm. And and uh, uh, it says in Luke, occupy till he comes. So we've got work to do, fulfill our assignments and, and, and all of those things. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't expose evil wherever we find it. Yes, we should. We should talk about that. And we should expose those things. But remember, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Yeah. We, 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 we cannot use the weapons of Satan against Satan and think that we're going to win. No. 
We just no. we just get pulled into and deceived by the enemy, and and our usefulness then for advancing the kingdom is somewhat limited or handicapped. It, exactly. That's exactly what the Bible says. We have to use the weapons of, of, of that, that that Jesus gives us. We need to walk in His footsteps, and uh, and uh, you know, not return evil for evil. Um, so we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep being the hands and feet of Christ, and we're going to keep being that prophetic voice, uh, the prophetic presence of, of of the Lord by His grace. And um, you know, the, the we're uh, we're going to see amazing things happen. It's it's not going to get easier, I don't think, but that's okay. Um, but when when difficult times come, God always shows up uh, to bless and, and 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 support His faithful. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the whole earth that He might seek and strongly support those whose hearts are completely His. And I pray that our hearts, as as the as the church, might be completely His in these times. Yes, Amen, Amen. Friends, I've been talking with uh, Pastor Jim Harden. The organization is Compass Care. You can go to their website, compasscare.info. And I would also encourage you to, to check out their, their services, all that they offer. Chances are you know someone who is contemplating aborting their child. Yeah. And if that's the case, what you need to do is get them connected with Compass Care find uh find a like organization if they're not close to one of the locations and then pray for them yeah. and become be, become a if you're not already a friend and a resource for them and encourage them to reconsider a decision that's going to alter the rest of their life yes amen, amen. Jim, thank you for joining us here on WCN TV. I really appreciate what you're doing and and uh, the ministry that the Lord has entrusted to you. And friends that you've joined us today, please pray for for Jim and others that are that are on the front lines. This is this is the reality of America today. We cannot assume um, that we are going to have um, victories without without battles, and um, it's just the new reality. So it is. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. It's been an honor. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate you, brother, and our conversation. That's all we've got today, friends. Uh, please share this show with your with your friends and on your platforms. Encourage them to to get involved in pro life movements, not just uh, writing a check once a month, but actually being a volunteer, seeing what's needed at a local location. You won't believe what a difference that would make because these organizations, my experience has been, they are really volunteer driven. They have a limited staff. Volunteers are crucial to the mission of, of, of uh, Compass Life and others, others, Compass Care and other pro-life organizations. So that's all we've got for you today. We'll see you next time here on WCNT. God bless you. Mm-hmm.